If you want to write a book and become a best-selling author, you're in the right place. At Elite Online Publishing, we can help you create, publish, and market your book so that it becomes a number one bestseller. We work with a limited number of authors to ensure that they receive the best possible service. So if you want to learn how to write and publish a book that will empower you to smartly grow your brand, business, and credibility, apply today. We look forward to working with you. Hi, everyone. It's Melanie Johnson. Oh, we have a special treat for you today. I have not only an expert, a two-time best-selling author with us, but someone I've known for a long time. He's also been a coach of mine at one point, Mario Faccini. If you are wondering, how do I make an outstanding podcast? How do I get the right equipment? I don't know where to start. I don't know how to use it to promote my business, my book, all of the above. Listen in. We got the answers to all of that. Mario, thanks for coming. Melanie, it's a pleasure. I always love sharing with your audience. So tell us, how did you get started? I've known you as a consultant, a publisher, and then you did this big pivot into podcasting. Tell us all about that. A lot of things change in life over time. And I know that's a blanket statement, but I went through a big life change. I lost my father in 2017 and it hit me hard. And I was reevaluating life, just going, what am I doing? I don't know if you've ever asked yourself that. And what am I doing? It's like, you might be at the pinnacle of whatever it is you do, but do you ever ask yourself, like, why am I doing it? And it was just, I was excited for what I was doing and all the people I helped with publishing and video and consulting and speaking and, you know, what name it, what I've done to that point. But I was just like, what can I do in a bigger way to honor everything I've been taught and just really make an impact like I wanted to. And when I decided I'm not going to sit around the next 80 plus years and just mope around basically. I was in church one Sunday and the past, the guest pastor was talking about, like, are you honoring God in your work? And I was like, ah, mostly if I was being really real with myself, I was like, no, we always sugarcoat stuff. I go, what can I do more? And I go, oh my gosh, the thing I've been teasing people with all summer. And the truth is I had done 3000 plus videos in little segments. Hey, here's stuff here's things you should know about podcasting, publishing, consulting, traveling, <coughs> guest speaking, excuse me. And there's all these different things that I was thinking about. And I go, oh my gosh, everything I've done since I've been a kid led me up to this point with drawing an animation video, everything to go, I should do a real show. Because people came up to me at events, whether it was my own or others I was speaking at, and they go, I love your show. I love your show. I love your show. And I'm thinking, I don't have a show. Well, doing something 3,000 plus times and people watching and having a following, even though you don't call it a show, it's a show. So I joked around and changed the branding on a couple of the episodes and put the Mario Ficini show. And I was like, the second I saw it, I go, holy crap, I have a show. <laughs> to me, it was the visual aspect. To everyone else, it was the content. So then I went through some name changes and things like that. But at the end of the day, it really was just, I don't want to be a slouch the rest of my life. I do truly want to serve, even though I was still hurting. How can I serve better with everything and all the gifts I'd already been given? And I go, you know what? I think it's time to do the show. So I started the show and I, it's, it was really more of an extension of what I was already doing with the publishing, live streaming, and 
that's pretty much my fo was my focus up until then. Expert authority effect interviews where I interview experts, authors, and have insight from them is really what I base the podcast around just to, again, have an extension for people looking to get the knowledge. And I've always loved video. And that's what my background is with 3D animation, broadcasting, special effects and stuff of that nature. So it's a lot of fun being able to incorporate everything I love doing in a different and unique way than most are, but still deliver high value content. You really had an epiphany to get you started. What about the author that's out there that's saying, should I have a podcast? What's the why? What is the why someone should start a podcast? So the irony is we were actually producing, I'd say six to eight shows before I even launched mine for a couple of years with people I knew, some other authors and speakers, and they had started the podcast journey years before I did. Mm -hmm. And they just knew we, my team and I were really good at what we did. And they were like, Hey, can you help produce, edit, whatever we needed to do for the show? And I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm willing to help out. Didn't really advertise it, but it was interesting. Cause I look back and I remember freaking out about how do you edit a podcast? Because in my mind, the only thing I knew was video. I'm like, oh my gosh, audio, how do you do this? And I'm like, wait a second, I have a team. We've done this for years and audio is easier to edit than video in most instances, short of making a movie. And I'm like, we all have that anxiety of just what about this? What about that? The reality is if you have a purpose and you want to serve people from your heart, truly, if you have the book first, I'm going to say, good job, great decision. because. People ask me, do you believe in publishing, podcasting, or video the most? And I'm going to have to say publishing because podcasting is ongoing. The book, once it's done and you'll have it for 10 plus years, 20 plus, do it right the first time. And you, dad told me this, do it right the first time. You won't have to come back and do it again. Do the book first because both video and podcasting and heaven forbid you go nuts like I did and live stream it with video and podcasting and audio and other stuff. It's an ongoing thing. It's never really done. You're just constantly improving it. A podcast is not like a show where you have 10 episodes or 16 or 24, but even a show that's only season one. The book, you get 16 episodes or chapters. You probably have more content than you need but it will be done. So start with that. But absolutely, I think you should do video and a podcast and live streaming. If you really have a message, 100%, there's, it's the three best ways I know of next to speaking. And then should they do the content from their book? Do they have to limit it to just a chapter and episode? Can they break it down? Do they have to do it by themselves? Can they bring other people on? You can do whatever you want. That's the beauty of it. You know how fun it is to be able to do it at Mel? Do you like doing whatever you want? Of course, whenever you want it, it's awesome. I'm the same way. There's times I'm like, okay, I have to follow the show flow. I have to follow the show flow. And there's other times I'm like, let's see what happens. <laughs> it's your show. You can do whatever you want. And honestly, I would say in inject some storytelling, inject some fun to it. Because I would, in my experience... There's too many people that are trying to do it too systematically. Now you want to be doing it with systems and automation and all these fun, sexy terms and all these things. But at the end of the day, you're talking to people like I'm talking to you now. I always imagine if we're having a great dinner across from each other, am I going to be going, it's been 37 minutes. We have to finish food in three so that we're on top. 
no, just let it flow. And everyone's a little bit different. If you're more of a systems personality and that's where you're comfortable, go for it. There's a lot of great shows and they might be completely different from mine and others mm-hmm. in yours and Jen, but it's because they're playing to their strengths. Think of musical artists, think about celebrities, think about whoever. They all play to their strengths, even though Scarlett Johansson is vastly different from The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, in pretty much every way you can imagine, but they all play to their strengths. I think too many people in entrepreneur land, new word, whoa, try to go, so-and-so did this, and I'm not naming anyone, just pick the top five, I'm sure they're the exact same. So-and-so did this, and so did that, and so did that. So I'm going to model them. There's a difference from modeling them to copying them. They're a completely different personality with a different team, a different budget, different resources, and different entrepreneurial spirit. If your capability is only 20 hours a week and they're putting in 100, you're already behind the ball. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're modeling someone that puts in 15 hours a week, maybe you can do better than them. Yeah, I love that because it's the time commitment that you have that you've got to put in there. What are the benefits, do you think, that an author is going to get from starting in the podcast? Where do a you start? Right? Adverti- <laughs> What's that? I said, where do you start? There's lots of benefits. Yeah, yeah I'm, my brain's going, oh, start with these seven and these 14. Like what? Connection. I personally enjoy interviewing people and guesting, having this opportunity to share with your audience. It's honestly an honor because you can have anyone in the world. I mean, but when you get your expertise to a point and people go, wow, they're putting out good content, they are worth having on, you get more opportunities. And when you are putting your best foot forward, all it does is multiply, but you can't hide that gift. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's the reason I started the show. It's like, I have all this stuff where it was like, the only people who really saw it were private clients behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Thankful for that. Because if there's one area to get it right, don't put on a show for the world and then be dropping the ball behind the scenes. I'm glad I did it the way I did. But at Mm -hmm. the same point, I just felt like there's so many more people I want to help. So the connections you make, the relationships, those are priceless. I would say interview people, caveat, because of the connections and relationships, And you'll get to meet some really great people and then introduce them to other great people. And that's a lot of fun for me. I know I have clients who have flat out said, and there was a couple of them are New York Times bestselling authors. They have podcasts, they have whatever. And they're like, I don't know how you even keep up the logistics of the schedule with your team and the guests. That drives me nuts. So they do solo shows. Hey, that's not me, but that's what works for them. That's why we're both succeeding because we're not trying to, they're not trying to be me and I'm not trying to be them. There's a lot of benefits. I would advise doing it live stream, extra publicity, video recording. Everyone loves video. You can obviously turn it into other snippets and other stuff. But to the point you made about, does it have to always be the book? No. It can be whatever you want, because if your show is solely, let's say based around your book, you only, you have a finite amount of content. Now, when you bring in other people, oh, I was just reading this article and here's something new, new and relevant is a good thing. Maybe reach out to the person who wrote it and get their perspective on it. Cause anyone can read the article Mm -hmm. and level one, you're sharing information that someone might not know about. That's good. But what's better is 
you can have the author on the show. And by author and person who did the article, whether it's a book or not, you can yeah. start tying in different things and expanding it. And now you have virtually an unlimited supply versus we're going to go over chapter one on Tuesdays and chapter three on Wednesdays. And each week we'll be going deeper and deeper. It's like, I've made full trainings. I've helped clients make full trainings. I have multiple books of my own. You can only go so much until you're actually walking them through it. You can only repeat it so many times before it's maybe I should bring something else into this. So I'm not going to say one's better than the other, but figure out what's right for you. And Hey, maybe start the show one way and then change it a little and make it deeper and bring other people into it later on. If you, it is more work with people, but maybe do 10 solo episodes, then interviews. It's your show over stage fright. It's your show. You can do anything you want, but then you're like, I'm going to be recording it, live streaming it. However, you're going to do it. There is that vulnerability that you're putting yourself out there and it's not easy for everybody. Not everyone's as confident as you are, Mario. It wasn't easy for me either though. I appreciate that Melanie, but I was freaked out. You can listen to my trailer. I'm sitting there crying for about 15 minutes straight and I'll never forget the night because I think I was coming home from the salon. I went to go get food. And I was like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And the whole way home, like every mile, I just kept going. You have to launch. You have to launch. You have to launch. You have to launch. And I was like, I don't even think I ate that night. I was like, forget the food. Forget this. Forget that. It's going to be there the next day unless the house is on fire. And even then it's maybe it's on the other side. You can still record. You probably got four to five minutes. And I joke about that, but I had a client who I always teach my clients mindset. And I literally had a client, I'm thinking back years ago, she uh, had a horrible issue with her job, was going through a divorce, and then her car literally caught on fire. And I'll never forget, she like texted me, she's, I'm going to be about, I'm running late to the event. We were like headed somewhere and she's, I'm running a little bit late. I had car trouble, this and that. And I was like, okay, didn't think anything of it till later on when she was going you know, she got a call at the thing. She's, oh, it was the police. What? She's, oh yeah, I left the car, got a ride. I didn't want to miss this. The car was already burnt. What am I going to do? Stand there? So literally, it depends how determined you are because the reality to talk into this thing, it's not rocket science, Mm -hmm. but you have to have something to say. But everything that's going to be telling you not to is probably the reason you should. And I just turned around. I took a different route, went straight home and started recording. And I was getting more. I was getting more and more anxious the closer I got, but I just turned everything on. And I was like, I don't care if this makes sense or not. Here's why I'm doing it. Here's everything. And my intent was. On episodes 100, 200, 300, 400, 500 a thousand plus be like, here's where I started. Here's where I'm at to this day. It's still a little tender area. I never went back for episode 100, 200 or 300 to go. Here's a recap of X amount of episodes later. And I'm considering it for 400. Now I'm like, maybe now's the time, but it's really there. I'm not making any of it up. And I was nervous as all get out despite doing 3,000, 3,500 plus videos speaking dozens and dozens of times over almost a decade. Stuff's going to come up, but it, that's when it's that facing the giant period of, am I going to break through or break down? Both are acceptable as long as you get back up. 
Absolutely true. I love that. Get back up. And it's and if you record it, you can always say, I hate it. I'm going to do it again, but don't get caught up in be trying to be so perfect that you never let it go into the universe. And I think that's true with books too. So once you get over the stage fright and you're doing it, we get asked this question with books and with podcasting. Okay, now I'm doing it. How do I make money doing it? Because you're going to put a time investment, a money investment in it. So how do I get money back out? That's one of the beautiful things about it. Again, it's your show. You can do whatever you want. So why not push the limits on how great you can make it? When mm-hmm. movies with million-dollar, multi-million, hundred multi-million-dollar budgets are pushing the limits, so people go see them versus the next competitor, you really can't get a better webcam. You really can't get a better microphone. You really can't get better lights. And I'm talking hundreds, maybe thousands of dollars. You probably don't need tens of thousands to get started. You might get up into that as you go on, depending on more of the production, but you don't need a $50,000 camera to get started. One reason I love the Logitech Brio, which I'm on right now. It's depending if it's on sale or not, somewhere is 150 to 200. And there's people that are like, oh, I got an $80 cam. Really? You're that, that's what you see yourself worth, not an extra 50, 30, whatever the difference in price is. You don't, I really don't believe you even need a thousand to $5,000 mirrorless or DSLR. And a lot of people like them. I have nothing against them. I really don't. I like cinema cameras that my film crew has and we use on location, but you have to balance that needle of how nuts do I want to make this? Because it's an ongoing venture. Do you want to have a team every single time? I have a team and I didn't want to have to rely on 48 other people every time I do one of these. I purposely designed it simplistic enough, but still pushing the limits. And there's people who have better setups than me and they can't tell. So you don't need to go nuts to get started, but if it evolves into that and you want it to, God bless you. I'm doing the exact same thing, but make it simple enough where you can hit a few switches and just go. I would say that's one of the superpowers I've trained people on that I designed for myself because I literally had everything wired to one wall switch. Lights, cameras, everything came on. Now, when you have an idea and something's on your heart, you don't lose that momentum by trying to perfect the production of it because most people don't care. You can pick up your cell phone now and start broadcasting And there's little pocket microphones that sound just as good as production microphones. Arguably, you're going to have the purist who go, that's operating at 65 kilohertz. That one's a 48, whatever. It just sounds better than no microphone at all. I mean, like leaps and bounds better. So I always look for that 80, 20% where it's like, what's going to get me like mostly the way there without going absolutely nuts on the time budget and resources overall. Now, do you, the other thing I want to make mention on that same subject is you really are your brand. And I think people forget that even if you have a company, you have this great logo and you have that other stuff, but if you show up to be interviewed on someone's podcast or your own podcast, and you don't represent the same look as your brand, it's really a disconnect. So I think people have to remember that, that when you show up, you're representing your whole company, you, your products, your services, when you're doing that, don't you agree? 
100%. And to go back and bring it full circle with how do you monetize it, the way you're showing up, push the limits for it. Because if you're selling any semblance of a premium product and you look like you came out of a Cracker Jack box, I have a, I think it's a kind of snarky video, but I can't tell you the dozens and dozens, if not hundreds now of people who have watched my onboarding process for my own show and saw the video where it's me on this camera and the other one that's actually right there. They're both top of the line cameras from different eras and it's night and day different. So when someone goes, I just bought a brand new, whatever insert computer name here, or I just bought the latest, greatest. I don't care. Test it out. Is your lighting good? How well does it work? Because I've always had top of line equipment, but this one, the 4k Brio is a lot better than the maybe HD camera I had years ago. They were both 200. They were both top of the line webcams, but it's me on the video going, okay, so you want to show up on my show? Here's how I'm going to show up. Now, I know you might have the newest computer or the newest whatever, but both of these are top of the line cameras. I'm sure you can see the difference. None of this has edited and they're both in real time. So if you want to upgrade how you're going to appear, not only on my show, but the rest of everything you do in life, here's all the stuff below. And I've had people even reschedule and go, thank you. You've elevated everything I'm doing this year. This was a goal of mine for this new year. And they're still thanking me. A good portion of them turned into clients. So those are different ways you can monetize it. But the purest and best would be have your book have a show as an extension of it, and then make sure your back end reflects it. And you're just going to be feeding this synergy of all of the above. I love that. Now, do you run ads in your podcast? Do you monetize that way? Do you suggest other people do that? Absolutely. You can bring sponsors on. It's a lot of fun. You can have people pay you for placement. That's a lot of fun. You can also promote your own stuff. It's a lot of fun. Again, you can do whatever you want. And there's some people who say, well, I don't want to run ads because I don't want to be corporate, yada, whatever. But if you're doing this as a business, I would say they're more hobbyist. And there's a difference from being obnoxious with the ads because I've listened to shows I really like, not naming any of them. But it's like, holy smokes, I've listened to seven minutes and six was ads. They have two in the front. They say, we're going to introduce the guest. They run two more. And then they introduce the guest. They say, we'll be right back to get into it. And it's five minutes into it. I don't do that. It's 15, 30, 60 second max. And the whole do the beginning, middle and end. My halfway point is about 85%. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's overdone because I really do want to bring the content. But at the same time, it's not free to do it the way I do. It's not free to do even if you're doing a horrible job at it. And it is a business and either way, it takes time and you're offering a free, you're producing basically a free TV show, in my opinion, because most of them are done on video. Again, it's going to vary how well it's done in the final product, which, where am I talking? Which lives on forever. So do it the best. What do TV shows do? They don't go, oh, we'll just get some random actors, throw some clothes on them and have them walk around with the camera on. Right. Plan it out. Have a plan. Say, here's what I'm going to commit to. Commit to doing your first hundred episodes too. Who cares what camera you got? Who cares who you have on? If you don't make the next episode, the show's dead after one, two, three months, six months, a year. 
If that. that make a plan, make a commitment. That's the biggest part and step into it. Get your mindset so you can step into it. Make the plan of what you want to say, what you want to do, and then just do it. it. Makes a huge difference. We've talked a lot about equipment and benefits and your brand. Tell us what you think the future of the whole podcasting world. What are you hearing the buzz is for where it's going next? So my personal take is I've always bet on myself and people. There's one variable in this massive equation that has not changed. And I don't feel will change until the earth ends. The people have always been the thing in common. We went from not having computers to virtual reality headsets and holograms. And now there's NFTs and Bitcoin and all these things. You can argue the metaverse. And which is an interesting thing because games have been around for a while. And there's people that are like, this is nuts. I don't think it's nuts, but no matter what technology rolls out, you have to get the compliance rate. When cell phones came out, people forget cell phones were around 10, 20 and a half, 30 years. It was really only the iPhone that was the tipping point. So 2007, 97, 87, 70, yeah, about 30 years, roughly before it was like, wow. And even then you have the battle. So I believe all this stuff is going to stay around how long it takes to get people incorporated with it. It's going to depend on the, not genre. Those are movies and music and stuff. The age generations, it's going to have different compliance rates depending on how much people adapt to it and want to. There's people you could hold a gun to their head. They're going to say no. So be it. But are they your target market? If you're focusing on business, what's the business aspects of this? There's always a business aspect. There's always some sort, just say the word e-commerce and it's all a new way to sell something. Merry Christmas. So there's all these things that are around and I believe it will be incorporated into it. How soon? I don't know. I don't have a crystal ball, but I've always focused on people because whether we're building stuff with stone tools or we have airplanes and buildings and skyscrapers or electronics up the wazoo like we have now, people are the common denominator. If you can't reach to them, if you can't storytell, if you don't have the right messaging, the medium doesn't make one iota of a, let's say difference, because I'll be polite. But it's exciting to see where it's going. And it's the reason I changed my company name nearly a decade ago, because I said, I'm tired of switching it. When we're using holograms for marketing, I want it to be applicable. And guess what's getting rolled out? Oh, and I'm wondering, like, is that the next stage for podcasting that we're going to show up as holograms and do it that because I don't necessarily see NFTs used in podcasting. I haven't gotten my head wrapped around that, but I could see virtual reality podcast. I could see, like you're saying, holograms, like we're showing up in your living room as a hologram doing our podcast in front of you. So the NFT, I think there would be an application for it because you could sell like ex exclusive not explicit, like a swearing rap song, exclusive content, like the behind the scenes on DVDs and stuff. That's true. So this is where the video side goes back into it because I've seen, there's people already that have paywalls and apps for their podcast where, okay, here's the free episodes, but here's the paid episodes. And we see this as the freemium model on basically everything. And again, it works for some people, but 
just like I've used for years, the Walmart model, people are like, oh, I'm starting a new business. I'm going to discount everything down to zero. And then I'll get all these, this flood of customers. One, you're appealing to everyone, which means you're appealing to no one. And two, the only model, the only person who wins in the Walmart model is Walmart. So again, with the whole copying versus modeling, I'm going to pay while my podcast bro, you got 46 downloads and there's two episodes. I'm glad you launched it sincerely, but you didn't have a following. You're not going to paywall this out of the gate. Maybe let people know it exists first. So the freemium model generally for most businesses doesn't work unless you're already at scale and have a following because the margins are so slim and you could do it. You could not. So it's not really that much of That's not the conversation. I'm just It has to make sense to you, but there's ways people are already monetizing stuff with paywalls and courses and stuff. I just see this as a digital extension of that. Again, does it make sense for you? Maybe it doesn't. I don't have that crystal ball, but I would say to anyone listening, be open enough to go, hey, maybe I should at least keep this on my radar because there was people years ago that were like, Amazon's doing books. Who's Amazon? Brett, Brett. Yeah. Merp to them because you're not always right. There's people always in history that are always critics, but statues were never erected of them. So you do you, but I like keeping an open mind. All right. I, one last thing. Usually I end with the future, but I want to go back to How do you get a following? Because you mentioned, you know, hey, you don't have a following. That's a big deal. I can put a podcast out. I can have a hundred episodes, but if no one's seeing it and I'm not getting any engagement, then you feel depressed about it. So how do you start to get a following? Start with the end in mind and lead with quality content. Okay. Remember I did 3000 plus episodes and I didn't have a show. True. It was all in my mind, but people were watching and getting value of it. So for me to go, I'm going to crank this up a few notches and do a better job and actually commit to it. Once I wrap my head around it, I'm like, this isn't that big of a jump. But at the same time, even when I was just, you can create great content. I'll say this too, because I've went through many iterations of this thing. I didn't even have one to start. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get some janky looking one. And I used printer paper to print the side of it. When I, it was that phase when I was joking around with, oh, I have a show. And I was like, what does a show have? The show has a great host and great content. Throwing one of these up doesn't make it a show. It makes it more appealing. So when someone's scrolling and they go, oh, what's this? Oh, this looks you're scrolling a million miles an hour. Someone goes, oh, this looks like I should watch it. I don't know what it is, but it looks like what's on par with all the news and all the video stuff that's out there versus, oh, it's some other person talking and they're in freaking basement with a library behind them with horrible lighting and a, a stupid microphone. It's I love things you can just buy and jump up three levels. It's like everyone has money. It's not that big deal. There's people that I've interviewed even recently that was a description of what they had. And even though they're a big brand, so that does happen. All right. So Mario, you said you have something special for us that we're going to put in the VIP area. Tell us about that. I do. And since we've been talking about the equipment and the production and things like that, you really have to lead with great content. I don't think there's anyone listening or watching this that doesn't have some sort of a budget. If I can pull it off, 
I assure you, you can, because I started this over a decade ago and I did not have anywhere near the budget I have now. Very thankful for that, but I like my position now better. So no matter where you're at, just pick up your phone, just do something today to just get something out there. Hey, I'm playing around with this idea. What do you think? And I pretty much can virtually guarantee everyone's going to go, oh, that's going to be great. But with that being said, don't do 100 episodes that look like trash, let alone two, three, 400. So mm-hmm. everyone asks me about this because at the very least, whether they watch the show, love the show, no one really hates it, but they just might not re- resonate with it. They go, what are you doing? What are you doing? Because they see it and it's all by design. It costs zero for advertising to do a good job once. Thank you again, dad. So I have made a comprehensive list that I've only really shared with my VIP guest, but Melanie's awesome. You can trust her. I do. And I'm making it available to you. And it has all the equipment, a good, better, but I don't want to hit my mic, good, better, and best version. And then there's a special section that says, here's exactly what Mario uses from the software to every single one of these. And I'm going to gift that to you. So that way, when you commit to doing a show, you can do it proper out of the gate and not have to take as long on upgrading it as it took me. I love it. It takes all the mystery out of it. So Mario's giving you a great gift. Make sure you go over to that VIP area. So it takes all the mystery and you have no excuse to go ahead and start your own podcast. All right. Thanks, Mario, for coming. What a great interview. Thank you for all the helpful content. We really appreciate it. My pleasure. If you want to write a book and become a best-selling author, you're in the right place. At Elite Online Publishing, we can help you create, publish, and market your book so that it becomes a number one bestseller. We work with a limited number of authors to ensure that they receive the best possible service. So if you want to learn how to write and publish a book that will empower you to smartly grow your brand, business, and credibility, apply today. We look forward to working with you.